very warm welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you will enjoy this podcast. Hi Mohit, thank you so much for joining us at Blitz Business. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you Ashish, it's a pleasure and a privilege. So, thank you to you. Awesome. Let's get started. So, Mohit, uh a very impressive background but i want to hear from you if you can share a little bit uh, about yourself well i mean it's a fairly boring story uh, classical mm-hmm. person born in 1965 who by the time he graduates from school could have been either a engineer or a doctor or useless so i was useless uh, <laughs> uh did my hotel management which is what useless people used to do in those days mm-hmm. and uh, then was lucky enough to join uh, the best company in the hospitality business uh, which was the overoy group i joined them as a management trainee and then worked with them for the next 31 years um, of course it sounds like a long long time and it is uh, and it seems like a long time to be with one company uh, but the 31 years comprised of 14 assignments in various parts of the country plus uh, overseas in Egypt and Mauritius uh, on more than one occasion so yeah time passed and then i reached a point where i wanted to look at what else i could do differently and this opportunity came along in senior living uh, whereby um, columbia or our, our investors in the us were looking for somebody to uh, head their india business which they were going to start so they spoke to me and one thing led to the other and here i am talking to you wow wonderful well not a <laughs> boring story <laughs> i mean i'll try to dig up some information from you to find some <laughs> exciting bits out of it uh so so how so let's let's start uh, uh, uh you know uh, in terms of so how different or similar it is uh this business versus uh hospitality i mean uh prima facie you would say both are part of the service industry mm-hmm. uh, and you would be right at the prima facie level uh otherwise they are completely different uh number 1 the biggest the single biggest difference is that uh the senior living business your residents are with you for life uh the hospitality mm. business is very much a transient business and you have uh two days three days six days nine days uh, to create magic uh two days three days six days and nine days to create unforgettable memories and two three six days nine days to make mistakes uh, and uh if you create great memories they will come back to you and you will be able to have those two three six nine days again uh and if you make a mistake you always get a chance to make amends if you do your service recovery properly uh in the senior living business your residents are you with life for life and therefore uh, every day is a day uh, to either demonstrate your intent and your desire to serve or to make mistakes uh, and and learn from them so in that way if you are able to uh, demonstrate through conduct not through talk because seniors understand uh, empty talk very quickly mm. uh, but if you are able to demonstrate that through conduct uh, you can develop lifelong relationships and besides the salary that you earn 
you get something which is uh, priceless and which is blessings from seniors that go directly to god okay and so uh, where do you currently uh, uh, operate i mean do you is it a pan india presence or currently it's in certain parts so if you can yeah, help so us actually the way the industry mm. is because mm. of the nature of the industry where mm. uh, we create communities and people have to buy homes in those communities to be able to enjoy the services that they need by definition we become a real estate play in the sense land has to be bought uh, buildings have to be built homes have to be sold before mm-hmm. any services start so we are part real estate the next part is once all of this is done there is the looking after the the residents which is all hospitality mm-hmm. uh, and of course you have residents who may start with you at the age of 58 but will go on to be with you till the age of 98 Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore their needs both physical mental emotional uh, nutritional will change over time and therefore you are also part healthcare so we are we'll think of ourselves a third real estate a third hospitality and a third healthcare and because it is hospitality uh, it is impossible to kind of uh, because it is real estate it is impossible to do a pan india presence independently mm-hmm. so we do partner with uh, developers Uh, we are currently already india's largest we are present in 10 communities we manage over 1700 homes in five cities which is in karnataka tamil nadu and uh, and uh, puducherry <clears throat> we are uh, currently uh, in bangalore with our new project uh, with which is a joint venture with the embassy group mm-hmm. by the end of this year we will be launching another one in pune which is another joint venture with the nerthi group and before the end of this financial year another one in chennai which is a joint venture with the tvs group uh, so more more and more projects coming on uh, 2425 will see us enter two new cities which is hyderabad and calcutta so god willing we will be a pan india company and we will be serving residents across the nation wonderful and in terms of these partnerships and jv so uh, as a company do you uh, uh, as you mentioned right it it's a combination of healthcare real estate so uh, do you guys own the real estate or it's the partner who brings in and you bring in the expertise to manage the services around it or so it's a mix and yeah it's a valid question you see the senior living industry like i said we create the community so the design okay. of the real estate is ours okay in those uh, real estate is the the clubhouse which is normally unlike a residential uh, project which would have 1 to 2 2% of space allocated to clubhouse a senior living community will have up almost up to 9 to 10% of space dedicated to the common areas and the idea for that is that this is the living room of the community and we want residents to spend every waking minute out in a social environment active with each other right so this space other than that the residents have to buy homes so those homes are sold to residents so when we partner with a developer we bring in the expertise that we have and they bring in their core competency so for example in the embassy project it's part of embassy springs which is a 280 acre development uh, owned by the embassy group so they handle the land the approvals the construction uh, and also arrange for the funding uh, 
uh, for the project and we bring in the design elements marketing and sales and thereafter the operations of the community so really the resident benefits because of the core competence the complementary core competencies of two uh, good uh, companies all right uh, i think we'll circle back this i have too many questions in this uh, so but before <laughs> that <laughs> interesting model you know because uh, there was another company which came over to our podcast but they own and operate and they are only present in gurgaon but yeah um um okay so so what is the what what is the kind of market senior living is actually in terms of india is a fairly young population as i think uh, as per the statistics right so uh what and how do you define senior living is it like certain cut off or it's like uh, if you can help us better understand the market sure uh, so number one uh, the you know the demographic dividend of india is one of the most best sold catch phrases hmm. of uh, of this generation and it is true that we have a large number of people under the age of 35 what is not known hmm. is that there is also a silver tsunami uh, and that's because only i am saying it or two other people are saying it and it's not being shouted at from the rooftops uh, but the fact of the matter is india adds between 5 to 6 million seniors every year wow uh not known right we are already 12% of the population of the country is senior citizens and one in five will be a senior citizen in the next 20 years so uh, nobody seems to be realizing it but the birth rate started to fall a long time back hmm. and number 2 the life expectancy started to go up a long time back and therefore whilst we are very proud of the children that we produced 20 30 years ago what i am here to tell you is that all the people who produced those 35 year olds are now starting to age towards senior citizenship right so uh senior living communities have the tag senior living attached to it but really basically it is a community where residents can forget about the day to day work and leave that delegated to the service provider so they don't have have to do anything all the things that they had to do are now in the past what they have to do today they delegate that to the service provider so whether it's housekeeping security maintenance a courier to be sent courier to be received shopping for food cooking washing up none of that everything's available provided by the service provider all they need to do is just enjoy themselves this then releases them to do the things that they want to do and remember most people in the age group of 58 60 65 they've spent their entire life either studying or pursuing a career then bringing up children then looking after their parents contributing to society they've done all these things all their life now is the time to, for them to look after themselves or to enjoy themselves so really that's the 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 first thing the second thing is that you know uh in all this while that that they've been doing this uh, there's been two global phenomena that that have been taking place and one is the access and availability of world class education to to the children and number 2 globalization where well educated children can get jobs anywhere so what's happened is that from a country which was known for parents and children always living together 
it's mm. now reaching a point where parents and children are not living in the same city anymore many times they're not living in the same country now if that be the case the parents dependence on external agencies keeps increasing and therefore senior living communities becomes a great solution for them where everything can be looked after so while the term is senior living we have people as young as 48 50 52 at our communities because at the end of the day a lot of them are starting to say i want i can work from anywhere remote work is now a reality i just need to not worry about having to do anything and i'll focus on uh, living life to the fullest amazing uh, uh some very key stats and yeah uh, the the under 35 stories i think uh very well away but the other aspects gets missed uh so uh so more then it brings me to this question in terms of so are people comfortable with this sort of concept right i mean uh, you mentioned right it's a uh, uh, india uh, the family culture and everything uh people i mean so do you see any sort of certain challenges surrounding uh or around this you are particular... asking me about the bhagwan concept what sorry what is that <laughs> there was a hindi movie called bhagwan oh bhagwan parents, okay yes. mm-hmm. the parents yeah. are not loved by the children and so on and so forth Mm-hmm. it is and and really you know any time you see parents staying away from children mm-hmm. uh, you generally tend to feel oh must have been a fight maybe mm-hmm. the daughter in law doesn't get along with the mother in law but the fact of the matter ashish is that 98% of children in india love their parents and vice versa but if i were to put out a story on either Uh, the television or in the newspaper saying loving children spent afternoon with loving parents uh, you won't get permission from the editor to feature it in either uh, print or in electronic media but if you said children throw out mother on street um, that's news right and unfortunately mm-hmm. that's that's something that's stuck in people's mind that if loving parents and children must stay together Mm-hmm. and culturally nothing has changed india is like that loving parents and children stay together however what has happened is india and indians have for long believed and correctly so that if you want your children to have a better lifestyle than you did the key that unlocks the next level of lifestyle is education right and if you see all the people who were let's take some numbers let's say there was a person who was 25 like me born in 1965 i was 25 years old when 1990 happened and 1990 brought liberalization to the indian economy as i was starting my career and there are millions of people in my cohort in the country and millions 5 years before me and millions 5 years after me and there are all of us have worked in an india where the economy went from strength to strength from 1990 till today mm. what that means is that all of us have worked at the best time to be working when the concept of disposable income came to be known for the first time to indians my father never knew disposable income he had an a uh, salary from the salary he had expenses and a little that was left behind was for savings for the retirement there was no disposable income 
it's when the economy has boomed that we've got disposable income and indians use that disposable income for for good, for for consumer uh, spending of course but they also used it for education so we've our parents educated us well we've gone beyond that and given our children the best possible education that not the country but the world had to provide the unintended consequence of that is that a lot of our children are not staying in the home city of the parents they are either somewhere in india or somewhere else in the world the parents don't want their children to come back they want them to be the best they can be the the children want to be able to do for their parents what they saw their parents do for their grandparents but they are physically distant from each other mm-hmm. and therefore while culturally we'd love to be together circumstances has made that an impossibility and therefore whilst at the back of the societal mind still sits this thing of loving parents and loving children stay together and if they are staying separately there must be something wrong the mm-hmm. fact of the matter is for the last 20 years people staying separately are because both are very happy that the other is independent uh and it's only going to get more and more like that as we go into the future so yes there is some uh, stigma attached to parents and children staying away but that's because of the hard coded cultural dna the realistic circumstantial reality is that this is the case and if this is the case then seniors or parents are better off in a senior living community and it is for that reason that this paradigm of you know old age homes was for people that who had no other option is changing now to senior living communities is the preferred option for parents definitely and 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 you mentioned one thing with us uh, from 1992 you know it was um, going little side track now but in terms of it was india economic growth strength to strength so what do you think about the current conditions is it a good time for people young people we have a lot of young audience who is just joining the workforce or uh, starting something how do you compare you have seen it all so how do you compare this uh, <laughs> you know in our listen the generations have changed a lot right uh, mm-hmm. the current generations motivators and maslow's hierarchy is what we were taught uh, when we were young as to what are the things that motivates a human being i think that's been flipped around a bit on its head with the current generation the current generation is far more visionary than we were right we were happy to have a good paying job we were happy to have a boss who uh, loved us even if he abused us uh uh we were happy to be learning and loyalty to an organization was a big thing and so on and so forth right uh today i think our 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 the, the people joining the workforce now rightfully demand more from an organization or from their supervisor uh they they feel the need to be more responsible citizens of the world than just uh 9 to 5 uh, office goers money earners life livers uh and therefore they think a little more long term they want the right things to be done uh somebody explained it to me the other day that management was the art of doing uh, things right 
uh, whereas leadership is about doing the right things. And I think our current generation wants more leaders and less managers. Makes sense. Makes sense. Definitely. Uh, uh, very different times now. Uh, so uh, then sort of moving on, Mohit. So what is your, uh, uh, as an organization, what is your uh, business model, right? So is there, uh, how do you charge your... Uh, yeah, so the business model actually works at two levels. Hmm. Uh, because we create and sell assets, there is the possibility of an upside and being cash flow positive as a as a real estate developer of sorts, right? And meanwhile, once these assets are built and the home, the community is fully sold and people move in, then as a service provider, you have annuity income uh, in perpetuity, right? So there are two streams of revenue, one from the creation sale of real estate and mm-hmm. the other from providing uh, services on an ongoing basis uh, forever. So these are the two streams from where uh, revenues come in. Uh, and uh, thankfully, one feeds off the other of the other. I mean, one thing is clear. We are a service business. We could make the best homes, uh, but nobody would come and stay with us unless we also or we necessarily provided the best services and care. Uh, and therefore, we internally are the DNA of the company is set up as a service company in our credo which is our dharma which guides every interaction it is unconditional love respect and care for those that we interact with whether it is team members or residents and that drives us towards our overall organizational mission which is to become the country's most preferred creator and service provider for senior living communities Uh, and you know when we when we wrote this down it was thought through because the key uh, definer of success was the word preferred, to be the most preferred creator. And the preference is to be decided by our residents and by our team members. So we actually surrendered the definition of whether we've succeeded or not uh, to those that we serve or to those through whom we serve. Uh, and, And therefore, I honestly believe that we need to be a service company so that once our team members, our back door is filled with people wanting to work with us and our front door is full with people to stay with us, we will be uh, well on our way to success. So how easy or difficult is it Mohit, to hire and train uh, people uh, for this particular segment? And So I, I, I mean... The, the the fashionable thing to say is that, oh, it's really difficult to find the right people and you have to really train them. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is nothing could be further from the truth. And again, I go back to uh, something that you will identify with and everybody that I speak with identifies it with. Listen, as, as Indians, culturally, uh, from childhood, we are taught to be uh, respectful seniors, uh, to our parents, to our teachers, to our grandparents, to uncle, to auntie, even shop wale uncle, right? Uh, you never went to Kiryane ka dukan or petrol wala, you know, you went to petrol pump wale uncle or chemist wale uncle or whatever. So we were always taught to be respectful. Uh, 
and therefore uh, and, and you know there is a phrase in hindi which says badon ka kehna mante hain which is you must uh, obey uh, elders so this is what we've been brought up with if you during your interview spend enough time to get to know the human being that you are wishing to recruit right and you find that the values provided to him or her by his or her parents his or her teachers uh, is such that there is genuine respect for seniors 90% of the work is done the rest how to clean how to service how to serve how to cook how to these are minor technical skills in the bigger picture what you cannot train is something the fellows not been trained when he was at his uh, most impressionable which is the childhood so no it's not difficult to uh, find the people provided you invest the time to get to know the human being if you say i'm looking for a person to clean the community oh he's got two arms two legs and whatever and that's good enough you'll make Such a mistake a... but if you spend 40 minutes getting to know the person's back story and you find mm. that you've got a good human being that's the person you need so it does require you to invest time 1.4 billion people there are many many nice people there that's a great way to put it mohit and uh, you know and great tip in hiring also <laughs> uh, because sometimes we tend to focus on other aspects which may or may not be crucial so yeah actually uh, the other aspects <laughs> you would have seen if somebody has worked somewhere for 3 years and been promoted twice and has a good salary and you're trying to get the person there's yeah. no one talking technical skills yeah but you want to know whether per, the person will culturally fit into your organization and the dna that your organization needs so so how does someone set culture so from your perspective like how how do you define the culture uh, it's it's a tricky topic but for example like how do you establish culture <laughs> uh, it's a favorite topic of mine and i've got a wonderful analogy that i've developed over time can you tell me uh, ashish another word mm-hmm. where you would have heard the word culture and normally it will be in the recipe for preparing tomorrow's uh, something with today's something that's enough clues for you it's a food <laughs> item that you uh-huh. will prepare for tomorrow okay with something from today and would okay. normally require this word Oh, <laughs> I think my brain cells may not be working for this puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is actually yogurt. You know, nowadays all of you guys buy yogurt in a tetra pack. Okay. But if you ask your grandmother, she will say we used to make yogurt at home. And oh yes. And what we did was mm. that you kept a little bit of yogurt from today to use mm. for making the yogurt of tomorrow. and guess mm-hmm. what they call this little bit of yogurt from today that they used to make for tomorrow it's called culture uh, uh, mm. so basically what you do is that you have a, a vessel which is the classical clay clay pot in which grandmother used to make the yogurt you buy milk you boil it you bring it back to room temperature you spread the today's yogurt evenly in the vessel gently pour the milk into it either if you're living in the in bangalore where it's cool you put it in a you wrap it in a sheet or a warm 
shawl. If you're living in a hotter place, you keep it under a fan. And next morning you get yogurt again and you remove a little bit and keep it for the next day. And it's very similar culture building in an organization. Uh, the, the vessel is the organization. It's already got, when you're doing a new startup, we'll talk about that separately, but a, an organization already is a, the vessel in which yogurt is made. The culture is the existing culture of the organization, which you must ensure is evenly spread throughout the company and not more in one place and less in one place. Because if that happens, then the, you won't get good yogurt tomorrow because some parts of it will not set. The milk that you get is the recruitment that you do. And my grandmother used to pour a drop of milk on her nail to see if there was a border of water around it. And she'd reject the whole consignment. So you have to recruit with care. Otherwise, you get bad milk and bad milk will produce bad yogurt. This entire bring it to boil, bring it down again is the induction and onboarding process. And then this environment that you have to create, whether you wrap it in a shawl or you keep it under a fan, is the environment in the organization which you must monitor to make sure it breeds culture. And if you do it right, you'll get again good yogurt for tomorrow, from which you will keep good culture for the day after. And it has to be done every day, every day, every day. Mess up any one step, you'll get bad yogurt, your culture goes bad, then you go to the neighbor asking for a little bit of yogurt for tomorrow. <laughs> and then it's not your culture, it's the neighbor's culture. Well, that's a great analogy uh, and a good recipe to how to avoid better yogurt. Uh, as well. So I don't know whether you'll be able to create good culture. I promise you, you'll make very good yogurt. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great analogy and... Um, uh, uh, to understand culture, it's a very fresh perspective. I mean, I've heard definitions, <laughs> but yeah, this yeah. is very unique uh, um, and, you know, easy to grasp about what culture is really and how to sort of uh, build it. Very key aspect. Um, uh, then uh, sort of coming to Mohit, so what are, the, what are your competitors in this space, in this particular, I mean, there are companies operating with different shape and form, but how do you sort of go and say, you know, hey, I'm, this is my differentiation or uh, how do you compete in this segment? What I'm going to say to you is going to sound arrogant, but I will state it as fact. And if the yeah. arrogance comes through, then please excuse me. That's not my intention. Mm -hmm. You see, our, our promoters are the Columbia Pacific Group based out of Seattle. They have four decades of experience in building, creating, serving senior living communities. They are, the, 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 the primary promoter is Dan Beatty. Uh, now, senior living is a new concept for India, but if I were to take hospitality, which is another area that I'm fairly conversant with, as will also be your listeners. Uh, if you were to take Mr. Oberoi, uh, Cesar Ritz of Ritz-Carlton, and... Uh, 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 Let's take Ajit Bhavrai Kelkar of Taj Hotels and combine all of the three and their knowledge. Dan Beatty alone has that for senior living. So our pedigree is very, very strong. We've got four decades of experience that we have adapted to work for India. We then have acquired uh, a company which gave us the opportunity to learn the business and understand the business in India 
and we are already the country's largest provider of uh, services to senior living communities. Uh, number three, we have three different models by which we can go pan-India. Uh, sometimes we do it all our own own. Sometimes we do it as a joint venture with developer partners. And for developer partners who don't want our equity, uh, we are happy to do uh, a technical services and management contract model, which also works for them. So, we, and because our intention is to work on scale, I mean, five and a half years back when, when, when I was approached for this position, I kind of asked them, please let me know what would success look like six months from now, one year from now, what is it that I have to deliver? And they said, we don't work like this. So I said, I don't understand. So they said, let, let us send you something. And they sent me a 25-year roadmap for the company, right? Wow. Now, yeah. when you have a 25-year roadmap, an initial target of four communities every year, leading up to 100, whatever, we've got the advantage of scale, we've got the advantage of expertise, we've got the advantage of deep patient capital, we've got the blessings of somebody who knows more about this business than anybody else. And when you combine all of that uh, and, and, and bring the benefits that all of this brings to the final recipient, which is the resident, uh, I do believe that anybody who's serious about investing, buying or working in this industry should be talking to Columbia Pacific community. And what is the sort of um, the, I mean, uh, since uh, you are expanding, what is the price range? Where will you say you, uh, if you are in the affordable segment or premium segment in terms of your charging? Well, we actually do have two brands, but before I go to the brand, you see price hmm. in real estate, uh, Ashish is a function of the city in which you are. So a Mumbai will be more expensive than, sure. um, mm-hmm. let's say, a Chennai. Mm-hmm. But within that city, it could also be a function of the look micro market within that city where you are. So if we were to be saying in Bangalore terms, Laval Road would be quite different from Sarjapur, right? Mm-hmm. So the real estate is always a reflection of the city and the micro market in which you're located. Where it changes is that normally people looking for homes in senior living communities are downsizing from the best homes of their lives, right? Because remember, as you grow in your career, you keep, and as you grow in your personal life, you get married, you have one child, maybe two, uh, they grow up, they have friends and birthday parties, then they go away, then your parents are there or your in-laws are there. By the time you reach 60, you're sitting in a home which is much bigger than what you need because the rest of the rooms are only being dusted daily, right? Mm. Because everybody else is gone. Now, a lot of these people, when they choose to move into a senior living community, do not want large homes. They are actually looking for no more than a two-bedroom, sometimes a three-bedroom, and in many cases, a one-bedroom where... The, the resident of tomorrow is already alone. That could be because of didn't get married or divorced or widow, widower, etc. Uh, if it's just one person, why do you need all these additional rooms and so on and so forth? 
and all senior living communities, all good senior living communities come designed with a set of guest houses within that so that for the 15 days when your children come to visit you or if you have friends coming over, they can stay at the guest house, be part of the community, enjoy your company through the day, but still have their privacy. And you don't have to sit with empty homes for the rest of the year waiting for them to come back next year. Mm-hmm. So the home sizes become smaller. So normally a senior living community will have no more at most three bedrooms, right? And sometimes that is also a one bedroom and a two bedroom combined together so that tomorrow you can separate the two, maybe rent out the one bedroom and, and uh, do the other. So there are, there are various permutations, but normally the room sizes are smaller. So to answer your specific question on what is the price point, you could, depending on the city or the micro market, get a home from between 40 lakhs to 80, 90 lakhs. And if you were to combine a 40 lakh and an 80 lakh home, you could get a 1.2 crore three bedroom house kind of thing. Understood. And uh, in terms of the uh, uh, annual uh, sort of uh, fees or something? Yeah. So that because we have two brands and you know, mm. the two brands are one's at a mid market level and the other's at a, at a premier leg, uh, level. Uh, could range from between twelve and a half thousand to twenty thousand rupees per month mm-hmm. uh, for a for a one bedroom, depending on which segment you were in, uh, in terms of whether you were in the premium premium segment or in the mid market segment. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, thanks a ton, Mohit, for explaining very patiently and with great analogies, you know, uh, which can be applied to other segments also, not to just this particular uh, area. Thank you so much for your time. But before we uh, sort of wrap up, uh, I wanted to ask you one of my favorite questions. Uh, so if you look back now this in, in your entire journey, you know, uh, uh, what is that few one or two things, uh, if you can go back in time, you wanted to do differently? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, listen, when you reach my age of 58, you've thought about this question a lot already. So really, one, I would have probably educated, not probably, I would definitely have educated myself more. Uh, okay. uh, so that's that's one one regret. The mm. second is I would have been a little more greedy and selfish about personal time. Uh, I think I I focused more on work, uh, and if I were to do it again, I put more time into my personal life as well. Uh, if my own growth, I don't believe it would would have gotten delayed. But even if it would have gotten delayed by a few years, it would have been a good trade off. Uh, so those are the two things that I would say. Uh, and I would say that to anybody who is willing to listen to me these days is one, educate yourself. And two, mm-hmm. remember that you owe everything to those who would truly be heartbroken if a truck went over you tomorrow. And I promise you, it's not going to be your organization. It's going to be people <laughs> at your home. So uh, think about them a little bit more than you do in your pursuit for career growth, etc. Very well said, Mohit. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to have you and, you know, uh, uh, very insightful thoughts. And, you know, uh, we can, I can definitely see the grasp and the understanding you have of the segment. And plus, 
in journal people management too. So thank you so much for your time, Mohit. Thank you, Rashish. Thank you so much for having me on.